Hello and welcome to the first ever Frugality, Faith and Freedom podcast. My name's Fred and I'm joined here with co-founder... I'm Benny Lynch. Yep, and uh, and we're here to talk to you about the movement that we started in early 2020. So uh, obviously FFF, it's pretty self-explanatory. We're trying to live a very frugal, faithful and free life. And by doing that, we're using uh, different types of things um, all mixed together, different types of philosophies and beliefs and uh, and obviously personal experiences to uh, to live the best life. So uh, I'll uh, start how it helped with me. So obviously 2020 has been a pretty hard year on everyone, I think. Uh, a lot of people uh, playing the victim and just going along with this whole, you know, our oh, 2020 is awful, let's wait for next year. While me and Benny thought we've had enough of this, let's try and make the best year that we can. And I think we're doing a pretty good job with that. And uh, I know you, from personal experiences, uh, I know you were uh, pretty much ahead of me with this, weren't you, Benny? Yeah, I mean, it's been, I mean, I wouldn't say I was ahead. I mean, I've definitely been thinking about saving and investing for the last few years, but it's only been this year that I really took action and I find it really interesting how we say, you know, a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people have been playing the victim this year or 2020 has been such a bad year and whatnot, but we can't, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later with, with stoicism and philosophy and faith, but, you know, we can't control what the year's brought onto us and, uh, and, and we've taken action and we've um, taken the, the front step, taken, you know, we've swung the bat of the year and said, you know, this is what the year's dealt to us and this is how we're going to play it. But yeah, I've been... It's been interesting, uh, but it's really only the past six, seven months that I've really taken action with towards my, towards my frugality and faith and freedom. Um, uh, and it's in sort of cliche way, but it's been I've been thinking about it for the last two, three years, definitely. Yeah, well, like, like I said, I think we've all got to have that like kind of that switch where we decide, right, we need to change our lives. And I think um, we both had different uh, moments. I lost my job in March. Uh, I was never furloughed, which was the scheme here in the UK uh, for uh, people who lost their jobs to be paid 80% by the government. So I was never furloughed. So I had to move home to my parents. So I moved out my flat. I'd had some sort of independence, but I kind of had some time to reflect and realize that maybe I wasn't uh, living my best kind of life. You know, I was basically living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, which I think a lot of people in the UK and in the world are in the, in the first world. I think they are uh, living paycheck to paycheck and it's uh it's not because they have to i think it's because they're in this materialistic world where they think they need to spend the money Mm -hmm. as soon as they get it Mm -hmm. on things so they can keep up with the joneses i wouldn't say i was keeping up with the joneses necessarily i wasn't trying to show off or anything i was just enjoying my life but i think there's ways to enjoy it without having to spend money endlessly and we're preparing for the future and I think yeah. that's where uh, FFF is a great uh, quote by Zeno, which is uh, now that I've suffered a shipwreck, I'm on a good journey. And I think my shipwreck was that uh, losing my job and coming home. But it was also a blessing, really, because yeah. it started off this path now um, with with yourself and um, trying to yeah. change my life for the better and, and live that FFF life, which I think I'm, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Every day is different. Lots of challenges. But uh, I'm getting yeah. to the point now where I know you, you would be talking about this the other week on WhatsApp where you said you were like the step ahead of me. But when it comes to, I was getting this lovely warm feeling when I, when I put something back on the shelf instead of buying it, you know, but now it's like second nature for you, but I'm, I'm getting to that stage now where when I don't buy something, I feel more happy than when I actually buy something. So I've, I've kind of turned the table from that materialistic 
yeah. you know, thing that everyone in the 21st century seems to think if they buy something, it will make them happy, but it's a short-term happiness. I'm now getting long-term happiness thinking I haven't bought that thing. I can invest that yeah. money instead for my future. Yeah. And I know you were saying that you do it second nature now and I think I'm almost there. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I definitely, um, for me, I mean, after I finished uni, the first, my first uh, undergraduate degree, um, went out to Lithuania. I mean, I was, I only had like 600, 700 pounds to my name, went out to Lithuania, was on a job making 400 euros a month, 300 euros a month after, after tax. So for me, that's what, that's where this, I, I think that's where that became sort of second nature to me. Cause I, I could only afford really the basics at the time, you know, after rent was 200 euros yeah. after travel was 30 euros. So it, it, it's become normalized for me now. And it's, I've almost have to sort of restrict myself sometimes now that my income is a bit better. How do I, you know, I, I still get, I don't really get much feeling from not taking it. I don't really get much too much feeling from taking it. So I have to really be disciplined. I wanted to ask you actually, Fred, yeah. though. Um, so you said, obviously, you know, you had your, your not shipwreck moment, but, you know, from that quote, you had that, that turning yeah. point. What Was there was there a, a, a specific moment? Obviously, you got, you, you lost the job, but was there, was it immediately after you lost the job or was it like a couple of days after? What, what sort of happened? Well, I think, because obviously we went into lockdown pretty early on in March and we had that funny moment where, where you were telling me we were going to go in lockdown and I, and I shouted at you on saying, no, we're not, no, we're not. And then like an hour later, it was announced by Boris on the news that we were going into lockdown at midnight. So I, uh, I packed a few things at my flat in Wales. And I drove to Birmingham where my parents live and because uh, I didn't want to be alone in my flat because it was only a small flat, one, one bedroom flat with no garden or anything. Yeah. But I didn't think, I don't think anyone thought it was going to be as long as it was. I think it was a bit of uh with hindsight, obviously, I would have moved out earlier, but I was actually still paying the rent on that flat for quite a few months. Mm -hmm. And I think the turning point was when I realised that I wasn't going to be going back. Mm -hmm. And I um and I and I moved out the flat, and uh, yeah, I think that was the turning point when I realised, like, obviously, how how uh, little power I had um, because if I didn't have the um, the you know being able to move back with my parents if I didn't have that obviously it could have been a very uh, different story so I think I was very lucky in that perspective to have a family that was accepting for me to move back home at 23 but mm -hmm. um yeah I, I think that was my turn my turning point and then I got this job I got a new job then which I've been at for six months now which I can't believe it's flown by um where I've just you know before I always tried to do a job that I thought would give me experience towards um teaching and coaching but um and this one is completely different i'm working in a in a farm supply store so selling um, plow parts machinery and stuff like that and livestock feed mm -hmm. but it's just giving me a different uh, aspect you know i'm just working um to invest and the job doesn't make myself you know but i think the turning point was definitely when i uh, moved out of my flat so yeah 100 yeah. percent, that's that's the thing you know, we both got into jobs i think i had a similar mindset you know only wanted to be in coaching and teaching and uh, and that sort of education sort of thing but you know looking back you know it doesn't matter what the job is now I mean I'm grateful to have have a job even if it is in retail even if you know you do get the the odd terrible customer or whatnot but definitely yeah, it's grateful just to have that job many people don't even have jobs and don't even realize that they're not going to have jobs in the future as well so you know well what I think obviously we're going to talk about it a bit more later on and I think that's where we come into the faithful side of um, mm -hmm. of uh, FFF and obviously having that that gratitude and that's something I try to every single day. I try to, to actually have that. Uh, I try to meditate and I try to, you know, practice gratitude and actually think I'm so lucky where I am at the moment. And 
in compared to other people, but not compared to other people to to make me feel better, but to 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 think how lucky I am, if that makes sense. You know, not okay. to look down on people, but to think I've got a loving family. I've got okay. a job where where fifteen percent of people under twenty five haven't got a job at the moment. They're unemployed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm twenty three and I got a job, forty two and a half hours a week, guaranteed income. And it's an essential shop. They never shut in the main lockdown. So if we go back into another lockdown, which we which we did for a month, I was still working all the mm. way through and yeah. still making that income. So, you know, I was very, very lucky for that. Well, not, yeah. you know, I'm very grateful for it. So, but uh, where, what was your turning point, Benny? I know, like you said, was it the Lithuania? Uh, did you have any other moments in your, in your life where you thought, I need to have a change? I know I've known you for a few years now and I've always used to joke yeah. around saying you, you, you're so tight, you squeak when you walk. But, you know, it's quite uh, inspiring, really. You know, looking yeah. back, I was young and I was in that mindset of the, you know, the, the mass population where they do laugh at yeah. people who are different. But I think I think we're different for a good reason. You know, we're trying to we're trying to break the system. You know, we're trying to, you know, rage against the machine, so to say. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I'd probably say for me, there was probably two turning points. The first one, like I said, was was Lithuania, because that was that was a really tough time. I mean, um, yeah, one of the, some one of the lowest wages in the European Union, one of those wages in in Europe altogether, the continental Europe, you know. So it wasn't. It was really. It was really hard. I, I probably undersold myself. I, I ended up being, I think, a little bit ripped off by that job. Yeah. Um. I turned out I was probably being underpaid, and they probably had more money than they said they did. Um. The company, um, or the or the club that I was working for, um, and that was probably one of the reasons why I left. But I still learn a lot from that experience. I still um gained a lot from it and and it yeah. and just being able to look at my pennies every 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 day so i've got two euros to spend today how am i going to spend it? okay i'm going to get bread eggs blah blah and you just focus really on the basics you can't invest didn't have an emergency fund one of the first steps to be financially free but i, I got that mindset and that's so that was a massive turning point for me um and i think the second big one was is actually last year about september time when I decided to, to, to quit drinking, I think that was yeah. a massive point for me because I realized how much money I spend on alcohol. And I, did, I didn't even drink that much but beforehand, but it, for my health, for my wealth, it was inc- probably one of the biggest turning points. I realized how much money I'm saving. If I'm spending £10 a week on food and, and you go out and have three, four pints and that costs you 12, 15 quid, whatever yeah. it is, that's weeks are worth of food if you think about it and so that and so my mindset completely changed my, my attitude my perspective towards money completely changed from that moment on um you know we sort of look at money and we go numbers and we go okay 10's not that much or 20's much or um you know we have these different perspectives of what money looks like but for me when you look at money i look at money i go how many days can i feed myself with that money and that's how i look at money and so when i start to build up this wealth Okay, nine pound an hour. Well, that's you know that's nearly a week's worth of food for an hour. If I can do that yeah. week after week, or I've got so many weeks worth of food. Um, I've got so many. That that's how much I look at my wealth, and and, and I have, hopefully as as I get you know more and more wealthy over the years, um, it'll be I have a slightly different perspective. But I think I'll always have because of the Lithuanian experience, because of the stopping drinking, I'll always have that yeah. attitude. Um, towards money which will be which will separate me and sort of go well do i really need this thing for fo- this uh, thing for five pounds or do i really need this thing for 20 pounds uh, probably not um but yeah so that's probably the two main key turning points for me yeah so going to the drinking and that was mm-hmm. a bit of a it was a big point for you and like you said you've been sober for for quite a long time now um mm-hmm. 
did you find anything difficult with that? So obviously I, I, you, you know, me quite well, I used to rely quite a lot on alcohol mm-hmm. to socialize. And I think that's a huge problem with the, with the binge drinking in mm-hmm. the UK, one of the worst in, in Europe, I think, mm-hmm. and probably in the world, really, you know, huge amount of alcohol. It's so important, especially in rugby, which is the sport that we're both involved with. Yeah. I think sense. it's a huge part, a huge part of it where like, if you don't drink, you're almost as an outcast. Yeah. Was there any challenges that you were faced when you uh, decided to go sober? Cause I've been sober really since March, since the lockdown myself, yeah. but obviously cause we haven't had any socializing, there's been no reason for me to drink. Cause I would yeah. never drink alone. And it's yeah. kind of made me realize, do I need to drink? You know, and that's why I've been thinking inspired by yourself, but are there any challenges that you were uh, come by from that? Uh, you know, like I said, I, I never really drank a lot before. You know I me; mean? I used to go out every now and then, but yeah. I didn't really drink massive. I wasn't drinking every night, but it was it was just, um, you know, every now and then, okay, have, have a bit. But it was it was the, for me. It was it's probably the more the how do you say it, the societal view on you. Oh, why you stop drinking? Were you an alcoholic? What you know? What's wrong with you? Why why don't you want to drink? Oh, yeah. you sure you don't want you're not, not even this. And that was probably the biggest challenge for me. Um, but I learned really. It's, for me, I looked at it and I went, "Geez, I'm looking at myself when I'm, uh, you know, slightly drunk or whatever." And I was like, "That's not really me. That's not how I want to behave." I mean, there's a good quote from Seneca. I'm just trying to find it here. Uh, I've got it here on my phone. If you want me to read it, it out, yeah. So, if you read the quote um, out from Seneca, from Seneca, let um, and we've got tell people how disgusting it is for a man to pump more into himself than he yeah. can hold, and not to know the capacity of his own stomach. Tell them all the things men do that they would blush at sober and that drunkenness is nothing but a state of self-induced insanity. I yeah, know that means a lot exactly. to you. Hundred percent is yeah. is it's that that especially that one line where it's talking about that you'd blush at sober. It's that sort of being embarrassed the night the day afterwards. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's not like I did ever did anything terrible. You know, I used to wake up, I used to be embarrassed. Like, Why did I do that? Why did I say mm-hmm. that? Why did I do this? You know, and you just sort of think, you know, do I really need that in my life? I I, I want to be the best person I can be. And if I'm yeah. not the best person when I'm drunk, why do I need to do it? You know, and that, and so yeah, it was it, that's a massive part for me. And it's it's not just for the saving money aspect; it's for the health aspect. It's for your, your public image and for how you behave as well. Um, and, that, and that was really important to me. Yeah. Okay, what about you, really Fred? I, mean, I really know good. you you just said you stopped drinking. Well, uh, you more or less have stopped drinking since March. But how do you feel? You obviously you have a tip now and then, and whatnot. But you you've cut down your drinking massively. Is that have you noticed the difference or, or what? I have noticed it massively, my concentration, especially, I used to get really um, distracted quite easily. And, mm-hmm. uh, and my, uh, yeah, it's hard to talk about really, but it's, I, I wasn't able to fully commit to certain things because obviously you always have that, you always feel bad the next day and uh, yeah. that feel of guilt, obviously it is a depressant. And I think that's why there's a huge, there's a huge problem with mental health uh, worldwide, but especially in the UK and especially in the valleys in Wales where we were living because of the use of, of alcohol and drugs. I never used drugs, but I knew a lot of people who did. And I think that's why there's a the huge, uh, huge problem with uh, with mental health. And I think that's where we're going to go into it. We're going to start going into it now, but I think that's where faith is really important. So uh, yeah. speaking of that, I think we should start going into the three Fs. Yeah. So we'll start at frugality. It's the first yeah. one. So I know frugality it's one of those words people don't like being frugal because they come off course as cheap and so mm-hmm. on. So uh, I just want to, if I could start talking about myself first and mm-hmm. we'll go yeah, on to you again. So I think frugality, like I think, like you said, we had those turning points, that shipwreck, so to say. Um, and I think for myself, you know, I was earning, I had a, at one point I was working uh, for six months. I worked in a, uh, in pensions in the call center um, mm-hmm. in Cardiff and I was working there and that was nine to five. And then I was working 
um, in the pub. I was working in a pub after work then for uh, six six o'clock at night till uh, midnight, and that was pretty much 70, 78 hours a week. And uh, I was on quite a bit of money already on just the call centre, and then working in the pub, it was just an extra bit of money. But I think I got to that point where I was living in this really nice house, and I was literally working just to live in a house that I was only ever sleeping in. Mm-hmm. I was spending my money as quick as it was coming in, and I think looking back now i never thought at the time but looking back now if i had saved that money i would have so much mm-hmm. invested if i'd started earlier but then that's hindsight but i'm not i don't regret that i think it's a lesson that i've learned like you spoke about earlier i don't think there's any mistakes in life i think they're all lessons mm-hmm. and um and that was definitely a big lesson for me one i overworked myself i undervalued myself i ended up leaving the job in the call center because it wasn't for me. I couldn't sit. I'm quite an energetic person. I couldn't sit there all day, but it just shows who I was. I used to spend that money as quick as it was coming in. And uh, I think that's where this frugality is giving me that nice sense of control. I know I like being able to control things now, like my money mm-hmm. um, and know, knowing exactly what's coming in, when it's coming in and controlling what's going out. And I think, um, well, you've, I've definitely learned a lot of you and you do a lot of research as well, but um, definitely having diversifying the investments and not just having money sitting in a bank to uh, to lose its value so uh, yeah. i think frugality is really important and uh, i know we had a really important article which uh, mm-hmm. from jeremy clarkson during the pandemic about people spending their furlough money so we got a few quotes on our instagram page frugality faith freedom so make sure you have a look i won't read the article out but it's a really good article and uh, and it's basically just about how people on uh, furlough were just spending money just for the sake of spending money when they probably aren't going to have jobs and a lot of people have lost their jobs now. I know the mm-hmm. furlough scheme just keeps getting pushed back and they keep extending it, but I, I still think there's going to be even more employment rates. I think I think the year of coronavirus is going to be 2021. I think that's when people are going to, it's going to really hit them with the uh, money side of it. So I think being frugal and diversifying is really important. So um, if you want to speak about your uh, yeah. investments and how you've uh, moved your money about to make it a bit more financially stable uh, be yeah. quite interesting yeah 100 I, I just want to add on to what you just said about about the oh, yeah. furlough and, and jeremy clark's on there it's um you know it's important note is is a lot of it this wasn't people's money this was i mean this was essentially a government handout i mean uh, i don't like to to poo-poo people and whatnot but it was essentially a government handout i mean it wasn't yeah. their fault that their jobs were deemed non-essential or whatever but what they should have been doing is saving their money because the people whose jobs were furloughed were the most at risk of closing down. Yeah, uh, and it, and it's it's that's why that that article was meant a lot to us as we saw we saw it every day on people's Instagram feeds, neck nominating and whatnot. Um, our friends and and other friends and you know everybody was doing drinking this, doing that, yeah. partying this and you know the house party, whatever. But spending all this money, then they were like claiming so proud that they're on furlough, but it wasn't their money. But anyway, so that, yeah, that's just my little addition to that point. Um, in terms of my frugality and investments. I mean, uh, you probably know Fred. Um, gold. Uh, I've been investing yeah. in gold in terms of physical gold and gold royalties, so gold stocks, so gold miners. Um, mm. Hasn't been doing so great the past couple of months, but um, the long-term forecast for gold is always strong. It's always strong, so I'm holding that for the long term. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. investments in 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 Vanguard, which is something I've done uh, three, four months ago now. Um, and they is essentially a very diversified pot of stocks and shares of top companies around the world. Um, so I moved a lot of my money from trading two on two. I used to invest in stocks that I thought or companies that I liked, uh, but I took that out. I put it in Vanguard, and I'd given that to essentially uh, an investment bank and investment manager who invests that for me. Um, and Vanguard, you know, I it's not we're not 
paid to do this, but they're probably one of the best at it. They've got low fees, very easy, simple to use, um, and they and they do it really well. Um, what else I got invested? Uh, this coming payday, going to be investing in Bitcoin, but also okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, um, I haven't got anything in, in that at the moment, um, but it's just another way to diversify. There's a lot of good ter- good long term forecasts for that, so um, I'm I'm just diversifying with that. Um, and I obviously hold some cash in an emergency fund, and I've got some cash waiting um, to help me move to China. As you know, Fred, I'm, I'm going to be changing yep. jobs pretty soon, so that's is, is essentially a fund to help me help with that transition in terms of visas, flights, whatnot. Um, those are my sort of main sources in investment diversification, so to speak. What about you, Fred? Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, you mentioned Trading212, which uh, there's a few other apps out there, but it's the apps that would, it's one of the apps that we use, and it's uh, it's essentially there was quite an interesting um, radio show on Radio Radio Four about Trading212, where where people were saying it was um, it was almost like video gaming, and people were losing their money, and I kind of disagreed with that. I think it's great to have to allow the you know the, the average Joe to actually invest into stocks and mm-hmm. shares as opposed to just their pension. Um, like I said, I, I used to work in pensions. I, it was a call center, but, you know, you get some understanding and people, you know, I think that's one of the problems with society is they always think, oh, well, when I get to this age, when I get to that age, I can do this and do that. But I think with frugality, faith and freedom, we're trying to live a life every day and invest for the future at the same time. So I think um, my investments, I got um, quite a bit. I know I know you sold your shares um, and I know there's predicted for a uh, for a drop in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the, uh, in the market, but um, I've, I've invested into high dividend payments mm-hmm. uh, and it was one of the best feelings when I had my first dividend payments, it was an AT&T dividend payment. I think it was something like £2.31 or something, mm-hmm. but I obviously bought more shares with that. Um, and at the moment I'm up, um, it's only 6%, but it's not a very volatile share AT&T. It's the same with Coca-Cola. You know, I've got these, these dividend payments, um, legal and general, um, you know, they've got like a 9%. Yeah, what is it here? Yeah, either way, these are these are high dividend payments. So I'm just thinking of how to how to make money off these shares, but have hold them for long periods of time so that I could sell them in 10, 20 years' time if I need to. But then obviously I know I've got other ones then that I've been selling and in buying them low and selling them when they're quite high. Um so I'm I'm not an expert. I don't you know, we're very new to this, but I've I've made a little bit of money off it um while the market's been low and especially in the UK and uh, mm-hmm. I'm quite enjoying it at the same time, but I don't invest anything that I'm not willing to, to lose when I'm doing it myself. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, with Vanguard, I've recently set that up, um, paying into that monthly, and I put quite a nice lump sum in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, I've got um, physical gold as well um, in a few different co- in a few different um, forms. So I've got coins and bars um, mm-hmm. to do with the capital gains tax on the coins. It's not as pure, but um, obviously, uh, if I want to sell it all at once, it's not. I'm gonna, not going to be heavily taxed on it, which is uh, yeah. quite nice because gold's VAT exempt as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, and obviously going back to my personal experiences, never used to have that backup fund. And, uh, and now I've got quite a nice, um, quite a nice little, uh, backup fund in case anything goes wrong and if my car breaks or whatever. So I've got mm-hmm. quite a nice amount of money saved up for that as well. And, uh, and I've got zero debt as well. So I've paid off all my debts, my overdraft mm-hmm. and everything like that. So it's quite a nice feeling, but, uh, I think going back in, going back, talking about investing, I think t- investing in yourself as well. And I think that's where FFFs, I've got more into reading. I never used to be a heavy reader. I'd read every now and then. But, you know, I'm reading at least two books a month now. And I know me, me, and, me and Benny, we've been swapping books. I've got one to send over him to him now, which mm-hmm. is almost like a, it's kind of like a self-help book, but it's not cheesy like that. But it's a quite, a bit, quite a good book. There's some nice quotes in there about faith and stuff. And uh, 
I think reading and investing in yourself every day, exercise, stuff like that. You know, I think I think it all adds up to to have like a nice, happy life, and that's what FFF is all about. Yeah. So you, yeah. Have you got anything to add, Benny, about frugality? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of forgot about that. It's definitely so so important in that investing in yourself, reading, working yeah. out, like you said. Um, they they add to help to your to your overall well being, to being an overall better human being in general, which I guess is probably the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think talking about being the best person you can be, I think that takes us straight into the next category, which is which is faith. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're not preaching here. You don't have to be. It's not necessarily you know happy clapping going to church. Yeah. You know, I I was ne- not necessarily, and I'm still not a very religious person, but I'm definitely appreciating life a lot more through faith, and that's faith in oneself, which I think is very important. You got to have faith in yourself, and I think frugality, faith, and freedom allows you to do that if you live mm-hmm. in that way. You know, I know it kind of, we kind of sound like a cult, but it's it's just. A, it's more like a philosophy really and uh, we're yeah. kind of experimenting with it it's changing every day what what it means to be fff but uh it just gives yeah. it's a goal that's how i see it i see it as a goal i'm not sure about you benny but it's can i yeah. do this can i do that and having yeah. that faith that you can or that faith in someone else like i have a lot of faith in you you know one of my best friends yeah and uh and i think faith is really important you got anything to add about having faith in yourself oh 100 mate yeah faith faith like you said with the three f's it's it, it's sort of like you know, for me then I've discovered that they're my sort of three key values now in my life yeah if I if I can do every every decision I make every everything I do if I ask myself is this frugal um is this the you know is this worth buying or worth is this decision going to save me money or yeah. make me money or okay then the next question I ask is it is it is it faithful uh, is it in line with my values is it in line with what I believe and then thirdly yeah. is it is it free uh, and that's sort of a bit more broad but is it adding to the freedom of myself? Is it is it making me yeah. more free? Um, and those are, so that's where that really comes in. And I think if, with a particular focus on the faithful side, I, I know, like I said, we're not we're not particularly religious. I mean, but I've really, you know, speaking on that front, I, I've, I've really found myself, especially over the last six seven months, that that God or whoever it may be, whatever religion you you um, uh, follow, is is so important. It's the values. Um, that it espouses in you it's that that hope without without faith there is no hope um if you know and this Definitely. is why i used to be i used to call myself an atheist and i look back i sort of cringe now because i'm the same yeah because atheism is is there's no yeah the whole, the whole, no, nobody here you just here by yourself but if you have faith you have this idea we you know, with you watching that that something's you've got a bigger purpose in life um than, than just yourself and and that's where faith is really important for me and where I've really tried to hone in and focus down and it doesn't have to be like I said in God or religious for us I know for me personally it's a lot more to do with stoicism and philosophy definitely um, yeah but there is a little aspect of the religious side of it as well I have been a bit more with that I mean what do you what do you think Fred well I, th- I think like you said it, it's it's whatever you believe in really faith it, it, it's whatever keeps you going I think mm-hmm. you know for me for me nature and faith kind of they, they coincide they're the same thing you know there's so much beauty within nature and being able to be with nature i'm quite lucky i've got animals we've got livestock sheep mm-hmm. um, we've got chickens stuff like that um with my parents so i've been very lucky that i'd be able to experience nature in some of the hardest um you know mental times in 2020 like we said but it's allowed me to realize how beautiful nature is and how 
little I am, but not to sound depressing, you know, I'm my, you know, I'm a grain of sand, but, but I, th I think it, it makes you realize, you know, how lucky you are. And it's like going back to faith. I got a few quotes here, which I'd like to read in the morning. You know, if you wake up tired, you know, and just think Marcus Radius from his meditations, he wrote, when you arise in the morning, think of what precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. And I think every time I read that, every time I think of that, it gives me a smile and it makes me realize I am living a day where so many people are dying every day, you know, especially with the coronavirus going on. Mm. And it, it motivated me to go, to go to work. You know, the, the job I've got now, I'm, you know, I'm very lucky to have it, but some days it is hard to think, you know, I've got to go deal with awkward customers. I've got to do this awkward colleague, awkward colleagues, especially, mm -hmm. but um, it really does motivate me to keep going. And again, by Seneca, which we mentioned before with stoicism, you know, begin at once yeah. to live and count each separate day as a separate life. And I think, I think, it, I think so many people don't, don't live by this. They wake up every day and there's so many colleagues I've noticed that are so grumpy in the morning and they always, I've had so many comments saying, why are you, why are you so happy all the time in work and all that, you know, this is a horrible job or whatever. And I say to them, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be grateful for what you've got. And mm. I think that's where people have a lack of faith, like you said, which yeah. is a big problem. Then going back to mental health, yeah. I think, you know, I don't struggle and I'm quite lucky. I haven't struggled with, you know, mental health problems, you know, depression, anxiety, things like that. And I, I see it's a huge increasing thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think people try like to blame things. They blame social media. They blame, you know, the government. Mm -hmm. I think they need to blame themselves. They've, yeah. they've got a lack of faith in themselves. They've got a lack of faith in the surroundings. You know, every day is a blessing and they're not treating it like that. They're treating it like a drag. And that's why they okay. feel so bad. And I, that's my personal belief. Yeah. I think that's where faith is so important. And I think that's where people are lacking. You know, they'll laugh at people who go to church, but those people going to church are happy. I never seen a miserable person in church, yeah, you know, 100%, 100%. They're always happy. And, and I'm not saying you have to go to church, but I'm just saying you, the 21st century, you know, the generation Z or whatever they call it, millennials, they laugh and they look down on people that have faith. And I think it's a huge part of life. And I think if you want true happiness, you need to have some sort of faith, whether that be religion, stoicism, philosophy, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. Okay. But I think it's definitely helped me in 2020. And it's probably one of the most important parts of FFF because without faith, there is no freedom. And I don't think there's frugality as well, because if you yeah. can't believe in yourself to invest and to save mm -hmm. and, you know, have that self-discipline, which comes with faith, you know, by meditating and stuff like that, you can't save money as well. So I think it's one of the most important ones, Faith. So for me yeah. personally. 100%. 100%. Mate. I've got nothing to add to that. I mean, I think it summed it up really well there. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, go back to nature. I know I talk about nature a lot, but it means a lot to me. So my uh, my grandmother yeah. passed away um, just over a month ago. And uh, the, day, the, the day she passed, I was working, digging gravel. and um, And there was a robin with me watching the whole time. And then at the funeral, at the funeral, we had an outdoor funeral because of the virus, and there was Robin singing, and there's Robin sat on top of the coffin in the, inside the um, hearse because the door was open. Mm -hmm. And then ever since, every day I've seen a Robin, and I just relate to that, and it's that faith, it's that belief, you know, that my nan's still there with me, she's watching, and yeah. it just motivates me to move on. You know, everything's related. I think nature is beautiful, and I think it makes it motivates me, you know, to think, you know. I'm not a hippie. I'm not one of these eco green people. Yeah. You know, I obviously, I eat meat. That's not what I'm preaching. I'm just thinking that, that nature just shows how beautiful the world is. And it makes every day worth it. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Is that, is that faithfulness that allowed you to see, see those things? And yeah. And yeah. Well, when... before, before I would, I would have just seen a Robin and thought, well, oh, birds in the way or singing. Yeah. But I just find it beautiful now, but yeah. 
100%. I think I, I, I think I mentioned it to you a couple of weeks ago as well. I, did, I only yeah. made the link myself when I saw, I always used to see magpies everywhere. And my, my granddad as well was a Newcastle fan and their mascot is the magpie. So I sort of made that link. I always used to see magpies all the time. And obviously I know they're a common bird, but I sort of got, made the link. Wow, maybe that's that's my granddad yeah. watching me. You know you know what I mean? So um, yeah, I, I learnt, made that link from your link as well. So, and that was a yeah. eye-opening moment. Well, I think we've, since we've started FFF as well, it's allowed us both to, well, I feel more comfortable talking about certain things with you and and it's allowed us to, like you said, you have those experiences which we can relate to now and we, we're both talking about it and I, I quite enjoy that, you know, and I think this podcast hopefully will allow people to kind of open their eyes as well to see what, you know, what's really around them. It's not just yeah. doom and gloom, you know, there's beauty, every, you know, little crevice in this world, so. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's you got anything else to add to faith, Benny? No, mate. I think that's that's really well. We've we put that really well there. I think, and yeah. uh, hopefully people understand the importance of it. And we'll talk about that in the, in future podcasts as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, we'll go on to the last F then. So freedom. So obviously, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you got any opinions on freedom, Benny? Yeah, mate. It's 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 obviously a broad one, and and it's. For me, like I said, it's something I sort of start to appreciate a lot more after after 2020, when a lot of our freedoms have been infringed upon and whatnot. And whatever Definitely. your thoughts are on, on the lockdown and whatnot, you can't deny that this has been a, you know, I saw a news report actually the other day, and it said in most Western, in like 67% of the Western democracies, don't quote me on that, but it's some some sort of over over 50% Western democracies have seen infringements uh, on, on, on freedoms, uh, potentially illegal uh, infringements on, on freedoms yeah. as well and you know we don't want to get political or anything but that's why it, for me it was a, a year of 2020 when we saw that and we saw well what's the, the true you know what's the I don't, know, I don't know how to say it but what is what are the politicians who supposedly stand for freedom and how they're infringing on it and I went to Sweden uh, obviously controversially a yeah. country that didn't lock down and I saw what it was like you know no mass. Uh, and they still had lower deaths, lower, lower rates of infection than the UK and other places that had masks and infringed on our freedoms. And I sort of, it made me look differently. And um, so, yeah, obviously, I don't want to get you know, political or anything, but it, no, of it's massively important this aspect of freedom. But it's also we we had our uh, you you probably discussed this as well. We had a lot of our freedoms infringed upon by the government, but then we have to look at it differently. We also have to go. What's our own freedom? Freedom is what we make of it. Freedom is within ourselves as well. So how do we respond to that? And well, I want to, and, yeah. and you know, uh, Viktor Frankl, uh, he was a, a a Jew in the Holocaust and he was put in a death camp or, or a, uh, one of those camps. And there's a great quote, I'm just getting it here, in which he talks about, here we go, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's yes. own way. And that is your greatest freedom. That's your own freedom. You can have your freedoms infringed upon. You can have people take away your rights or whatever. But you know what? The one last thing you can you can hold on to and the one last freedom you have is your response to it. And that yes. is what determines you. And and so I think that's so important in how you respond to it and how you, you know, a lot of people complain about things and, and whatnot but at the end of the day it's your freedom it's your own reaction to it and i'm probably not phrasing it as great maybe you want to add on something to that fred i, I think it's a really important point. Going, going back to stoicism got a great quote here happiness and freedom begin with a clear understanding of one principle some things are within your control and some things are not yeah and i think Absolutely. so many people 
let other things that are out of their control affect how they feel and how they act. And I think with FFF and using philosophy as well, I think you can choose to be happy. I think it is a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you're going to be sad some days. It's it's an emotion. It's natural. But I think you have the power to stop the rain, so to say. Mm-hmm. I know it's cheesy, but it's a huge, uh, a huge strength, which I've been able to grow. You know, I've been able to not force myself, but actually make myself, you know, with with meditation and with uh, gratitude make myself mm-hmm. realize how lucky i am and like you said it's 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 how you control your own reactions to life that make you free yeah 100 and and the important thing to add to that is is this doesn't mean you don't care this doesn't mean you're not angry sometimes it doesn't mean you're not sad sometimes but it means how do you respond when you're angry how do you respond when you're sad because for me that's that's the crucial thing like i get you know, I get frustrated all the time. You know, as you know, yeah. Fred, we, we work in retail. We have awkward customers, but it's, yeah. and we get frustrated by them. But we don't react by being bad people back to them. We react by by doing the best we can in the situation. And that's how I look back and I go, did I do the best I could in that situation? If the answer is yes, then yeah, I might be frustrated. But yeah, you know what? I've reacted with my own freedom uh, and, and in, a freed, uh, in a free way to make the best of the situation, if you know what I mean. And I think that's so, that's such a crucial point. Definitely, definitely. Like you, like you said about, like, I, I've started to realize instead of being angry at these people, I kind of feel for them. I, 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 like you said, going back to faith, we kind of pray for them that they, that they have this same realization that we had, that same shipwreck moment, that same turnaround point. Because I feel bad for some of these people. They, their, their lives that bad that they feel like they have to take it out on, like you said, retail workers or people that are completely out of their control. And I think that's how how important it is that, that, that freedom to to know when and how to use your emotions really i think 100% so it's and that's another important aspect is it's sort of going oh, these are a lot of the people angry at you or whatever but you know what that's not my problem i feel sorry for them that they have to feel this way obviously i was telling you but last night about some customers i had who got quite aggressive um, yeah. and it's not about that it's it's i feel yeah i was frustrated by it but i also feel sorry for them that they act in such a you know petulant way um uh but yeah so i don't i don't get frustrated but i mean i get frustrated by it but i i have perspective on it and i think that's probably one of the Definitely. key words is perspective on on the situation yeah and like we're far from perfect you know this is a movement that is only you know we're we're still experimenting with we're still learning to live by this way like you said you study you study stoicism very very deeply and we're, we're trying to uh and to live that, but it doesn't happen overnight. So you still get those frustrated moments where you bite out, but then you realize then that you shouldn't have done it. But in the past, I wouldn't have realized why did I lash out? Why did I get angry at this person? Why did I, why did I say something when I should have kept my mouth shut before I would never have, I would have just passed it on. But now, you know, with, with that faith, and I know we're talking about freedom, but it's just, it just allows you to kind of uh, realize what you're actually doing and have that control, you know, over, over what you're saying. Because it does matter what you say. Because sometimes it's best just to listen, isn't it? So, certainly, yeah, hundred percent. But um, going talking about freedom, I think um, I know we spoke about frugality, but I think being financially free, they all kind of link all the F's. That's why I think they're quite important. I think uh, being financially free is uh, very important. Um, you know, to have that that freedom of being able to quit your job if you're not enjoying it nine to five because you've had those investments. You know. I think yeah. uh, 
not having yeah. that situation like I did in March when I lost my job, having to move home, I could have, you know, survived off my emergency plan, my emergency fund, you know, yeah. I could have sold my investment, my gold, which is an emergency holding, you know, yeah. having those, having that opportunity to do that, I think, I think gives you that freedom, you know, it's like that first time you ever pass your driving test and you drive the car by yourself and you've got that, that amazing feeling i'm not sure if this happened to you but that amazing yeah. feeling where you thought i can literally drive anywhere no one can stop me and it's that same by having that and i know it's cheesy but it's that same as having that financial freedom you you, you you if you're having a bad day at work you can just you have that feeling i can think well i don't need this job they yeah. need you know they need me more than i need them i'm not you know i'm not chained to this job i'm not on a ball and chain to this job i'm not a prisoner I, i'm free i can leave when i want to you know yeah. because i'm financially because you're financially free and i'm not you know i'm yeah. not loaded but because we're being frugal we're allowing ourselves to have a lot more money than you know being on finance cars and, and so on so which we'll talk about in more podcasts i think we'll have to do a whole one just on um, the dangers of finance and debt oh yeah we will and i think yeah just going back to your point there it's, it's being able to being free is being able financially free in particular is going is like you said that attitude they don't i don't need this job they need me because you've got we've got an emergency fund that allows us to last for a month or or however long your emergency fund lasts you to find another job um so it's so it's so it's a massive one it's a it's having that you know ability and now i ask a lot of people in my work um I know I haven't got a lot of time left. I ask a lot of people in my work, we say, right, they come and work miserable. Like you say, and I say, well, why don't you just quit your job and get another job? Yeah. Like, so obviously you hate this job so much. And they go, well, I can't do that. I need the money. Well, if you didn't spend all your money on cigarettes and booze and, and all this random stuff, exactly. then, you know, you'd be able to have the opportunity to change jobs and maybe something you like more or maybe get a qualification so you can move up. Um, and that's that's an important one. I guess, we'll, we'll, again, we'll talk about these sort of things in future podcasts, but that's just a, a one point I wanted to add. No, definitely. I think people don't realize, you know, even if you're on minimum wage, you can still save. If you're saving hundred pound, 200 pound a month, it all adds up long-term, but people would rather go and spend 30, 40 quid and go on a night out yeah, and sit at home, read, meditate, you know, and get to know who you are. I think that's yeah. the problem. A lot of people don't know who they are. And, and I think having that purpose, I think is so important being yeah. able to, to know what 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 your goal is and having a purpose isn't it doesn't mean you know knowing what you want to do for the rest of your life it's just knowing what you want to do that day you know you've got a purpose yeah it's very important 100 percent, 100 percent. but um so i think i think we've gone through quite a lot in this first podcast i yeah. just like so benny you, do you want to talk about your spreadsheet of quotes because i think it'd be quite interesting for people to know about yeah, so, so over the past sort of five, six years, maybe since I was about 17 years old, so maybe six, six, seven years of it for the past, um, yeah, probably since I was about 16, 17, I've been keep making a spreadsheet, sort of a Word document of quotes on Google Drive. And over the years, I've added to it and added to it. And I started off, my first real inspiration in, in motivation and stuff was a guy called Eric Thomas. Some of you guys probably know him. And the first quote I have on there is, goes, when you want to succeed as bad, you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Mm-hmm. And so I've sort of, you see this evolvement through the quotes as I go through the years, you know, it goes on to Bruce Lee and then it goes into Will Smith quotes and then it goes to Winston Churchill and Maya Angelou and all these different people. And we've, you see the real progression, but I've, I've really finished with some, some quite interesting, quite interesting um, quotes that I see from time to time. And obviously a lot in my reading of stoicism uh, and, and, and frugality and all that sort of stuff. And 
I've been adding to it a bit more recently and a lot of it's Seneca, um, you know, there's, there's lots of good things, but I think one particular quote I've seen in the last week or two was, was, was this one. Um, and this is how I think about, you know, people like me and Fred, who we're, we're changing the game for people our age. And obviously we, we follow people on the Instagram page who are similar to us, but we're definitely in the minority. But let me read this quote. So this is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, Pythagoras was misunderstood. So, and Socrates and Jesus and Luther and Copernicus and Galileo and Newton and every pure and wise spirit that ever took flesh to be great is to be misunderstood. And I think, you know, I think we'll, we'll finish with, with, with that sort of, you know, end of great, it yeah, and say, definitely we are attempting to be great. Uh, and a lot of people misunderstand us. They go, Oh, you're cheap. You're this, oh, you, you don't be silly. You've got to enjoy your money, whatever. Um, and I think that's just we're trying to be great, and we're going to be misunderstood on, along the way. And me and Fred, I know, I know you, you are. We're trying to build wealth. We're trying to build um, financial freedom, and we're trying to be become great people through doing so. Definitely. And I think that's that's so important. I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, I definitely agree. So we're going to do a few more podcasts, um, and we're going to have the layout. We're going to talk about the three Fs, and uh, we're always going to have a quote um, by Benny at the end from his podcast. Um, so if you enjoyed it. Follow us on our Instagram page, Frugality, Faith, Freedom. Yep. Um, if you've got any uh, anything you'd like to add, obviously let yeah. us know. Yeah, yeah de- definitely. Uh, also, yeah, follow, like I said, Fred, uh, at Frugality, Faith, Freedom. On there, we got um, lots of different cool things on there. We got uh, we got uh, quotes. We got little profiles of business leaders. We got recently Jeff Bezos. Um, there's a there's a link as well to to buy a a spreadsheet for the spread uh, budgeting spreadsheet for 24p if you'd like to very cheap very frugal um, don't be afraid to do that if you want to get started on your path to f- um, for financial freedom um, yeah that's that's it really I think that's, awesome yeah yeah I think I think we're done so yeah okay. thank you very much for uh, for listening and make sure that uh, you try and live uh, as frugally as faithful and as free as you can uh, until the next episode. Uh, I'm Fred. And I'm Benny. See you later. See you later. Bye. Cheers.